wonderful always to be back in India and it's obviously wonderful to be in a room full of developers. Um, you know, I always remind myself um, that Microsoft at the end of the day is a developer company. We got started building tools uh, and here we are close to 50 years since our founding uh, as excited about building tools and platforms for developers. You know, having lived through my 32 years at Microsoft, four major platform shifts, uh, PC, client, server, uh, web, internet, uh, mobile cloud, and now the fourth one being AI. Um, one of the things as developers I think is super important for us is to be very grounded in what really changed, what's new. What is this platform shift about and dimensionalizing it? Um, I think even last year when I was here, we were all excited about ChatGPT had just come out and you know, we had lots of fun about sort of what all it could do. And in a year's time, things have progressed. And I think even a, we have a better understanding of what are the two dimensions of this platform shift that I think all of us as developers have to one fundamentally sort of really you know, deeply understand and then take advantage of. If you take the 70 years of or so of computing history, one of the dreams has always been, can we create computers that understand us versus us understanding computers, right? If you can go back, right, one of the things, even, even today when you go back and read Veneva Bush's paper, uh, as we may think, uh, or read any paper by Engelbart, that was it. They were really trying to get computers to understand us versus us trying to understand computers. And I think we finally may be there. Uh, with this breakthrough of natural language or models that understand natural language, computers that can hold a conversation, because after all, a conversational interface is ultimately the easiest, most natural user interface. The fact that it can be multimodal text, images, video, in and out, uh, the fact that it can be arbitrary length conversations, the fact that you can have multiple domain conversations, right? I can talk about cricket and I can talk about uh, baseball and it won't get confused. Uh, all of that, I think, does allow us to actually have a very different approach to user experience. Uh, so that's, I think, the first one. Then the second thing is, you know, one of the fun fundamental things we as developers do is digitized, right? We digitize people, places, and things, right? We put it into data models, and then we query it, we reason about it. Uh, that's essential. Like, all of computing is fundamentally getting up in the morning and digitizing, and then trying to make, you know, really build insights and analytical power and predictive power from that data. Uh, now we have a new tool in our arsenal. Uh, we have uh, this new reasoning engine, think of it as a neural reasoning engine, right, which can find patterns, give us that predictive power, right, when you think about a continuation, a summarization, all of these are new things that allow us uh, to make sense of all of the data being digitized. So I, say, I feel that as developers, for us to really understand the power of these two platform shifts or these two capabilities that are part of this platform shift, I think is perhaps the most important thing. And that's why uh, we're, you know, our, you know, and all this is obviously at the end of the day only going to be worth it if we can take this and in, you know, as input that drives economic growth in India, right? To me, uh, that's what grounds us even as a company, um, uh, you know, to be able to say how can this AI 
contribute to economic growth in the United States. There's some fantastic statistics that, that something like 10% uh, of what is going to be uh, India's GDP growth can come from the output, quite frankly, of all of you in the room. Uh, and so that, I think, is what's at stake. And that's what uh, grounds us in our mission to empower every person and every organization in India to be able to achieve more as pass and really take advantage of this platform shift that means empowering developers in India to be able to build the products and services and scenarios not only for India but for the world and that's what's exciting. Uh, and we, for that reason what we've done is basically taken this platform shift and etched it into the length and breadth of every layer of Microsoft, Microsoft uh, stack. People ask me, hey, what's the AI product? I'd say everything. Uh, what we are doing, whether it's in the infrastructure, to the data layer, to the tools, every part of what we have done as a company now thinks about AI as first class. It's not a bolt-on from first principles. How do we build? Like, in fact, I, you know, I, having sort of worked in our data center business, for now close to 15 years, I myself cannot recognize even the core system architecture of what's powering uh, you know, these clouds today is so different than even the thing that you know, I started with maybe 15 years ago. And so it's fantastic to see how, from a first principles basis, we are able to change uh, every layer of the stack. Now, the opportunities ultimately, when I, I had a chance to even see a lot of showcase applications that are being built, uh, you can change employee experience, you can change the customer engagement, you can change every business process application across every industry. And most importantly, the curve of innovation in any organization uh, can fundamentally be bent. And I think that that's the, I would call it, the transformational opportunity uh, that is uh, really in front of us. And that's what leads to the three imperatives for all of us that I want to talk about. The first one is all about being able to use these co-pilots, right? Ultimately, the idea is to be able to use a co-pilot to really help us empower ourselves to be able to do more. Now, the, I love the design decision we made back in the day to say, let's put human agency and humans in the loop with powerful AI so that we can achieve more, right? That's it's, it's, it's as much of a design decision. Um, and that pattern, I think, has really picked up. In fact, the first time I fell in love with this was when I saw, I think, GPD-3. Uh, it, it was called something else. We had an internal code name for it. It was actually a derivative of GPD-3 in the context of GitHub. Uh, and when I first saw GitHub Copilot is when I sort of felt like, wow, the age of these LLMs has really come a long way. And the fact that we didn't even train it, uh, quite frankly, on code. Uh, and it sort of learned uh, coding was the fact that it had scaling effects working and emergent capability. And that's when I felt if you put that into a right design metaphor, uh, we can achieve some real big breakthroughs. And that was the genesis of GitHub Copilot. And so, and of course now we have the Microsoft Copilot and Copilots by business process for sales and service and for security and what have you. And really this age of Copilots has taken off. You know, it's, it's really exciting. I, I remember when I first saw ChatGPT, um, it was sort of like, you know, seeing Mosaic for the first time in 93. 
Um, and similarly, I think when I look at this copilot, you can see all of these software categories that we know of, operating systems, browsers, productivity software, what have you, IDEs, all of them can collapse into this one user interface, which is essentially a copilot that can be invoked by your intent uh, and really not just give you the answers, but to create, to be able to take action. So we're at the beginning of a very, very exciting Cambrian explosion uh, when it comes to software innovation and also a grand collapse of a lot of the software categories today. And so a, a tremendous opportunity. And you see the productivity stats, by the way. Everything gets faster. Uh, what's the power of AI? It's kind of like lean, lean brought to knowledge work. Uh, I feel that anything that you do, you can do it so much faster. Can it be coding? Can it be responding to an email? Making sense in a meeting? Things that I think we spend a lot of time on, if only you got faster, uh, what does it mean to our organizational output? So it's an exciting time uh, for all of this. And lot, lots of uh, customers right here uh, for all these co-pilots in India. It's tremendous to see. Uh, of course, this being a developer conference, the thing that we want to talk most about uh, is GitHub Copilot. It's been revolutionary. Even you know, nowadays, I can go into my weekends and actually start a dev project and complete it. And especially the combination of Code Spaces and uh, GitHub Copilot has been a game changer. Uh, setting up environments used to be such a pain, and now it's just such a joy because somebody else does it for you. Uh, but overall, I think uh, that the productivity of developers is something that we care deeply about. Um, and in fact, uh, Today, the, uh, the customers that we have, some of the best, big, biggest startups, whether it's Swiggy or Misho are using it. In fact, I had a chance to meet with the Open Healthcare Network folks. That's a community that was born on GitHub. It's fantastic to see what they're doing, right? So they built an open source EMR system. They even built an open source tele EMR system. Uh, it's just superb, and it sort of obviously composes with the rest of what's happening in India, which is so unique around these digital public goods, uh, and the fact that they're now available in 200-plus hospitals across whatever, nine states in India, uh, and it all was a pandemic project that's just taken on a life of its own. But the cool thing was they all use GitHub Copilot. Everybody who is part of uh, the, uh, the open source community building this is using GitHub Copilot, and it's helping them, by the way, do the code, uh, definitely do the testing, uh, and then most importantly, super helpful with docs. Uh, and that's what's really making the community sort of thought that much uh, more productive, and it's fantastic to see that. HCL, for example, is using GitHub Copilot, but they're also integrating the workflows uh, from between the developer workflows and the Microsoft 365 Copilot. So there's lots and lots of innovation, uh, I think, that's happening around Copilots, and it's exciting to see. India is a place where, you know, what the momentum around developers and development is un unbelievable. Like in, today, as we speak, uh, India is number two, only next to uh, the United States in terms of the total number of developers on GitHub, and it's going to cross in 2028, I believe, or 2027. Uh, it's going to cross, uh, so it's going to be the place where the most number of developers are going to be in. Uh, second, even the AI projects. Right? I mentioned this even the last time I was here. I was pretty stunned when I saw the stat, number of Gen AI projects on GitHub. Uh, with uh, Indian contributors is, again, not next, next to the United States. So it's just awesome to see the human capital of this country uh, really embrace this new platform and effectively lead the new platform shift. And it's wonderful to see that. Uh, so congratulations to all of you all. In, and, and to sort of 
really talk about that, right? Which is, what does it mean to have these tools not just be things that you use that were built in the West, uh, but tools that work uh, for all of you and really give, you know, I would say that Indian flavor to it. Um, so one of the things that I'm very excited about is some of the Indic language and GitHub Copilot coming together. We don't start just with the Copilot, but we start with a PR. Uh, in fact, we start with an issue. Uh, and then it generates the right PRs for everyone else to be able to then use Copilot to complete the task. And I think that's sort of the agentic future uh, that we can look forward to. It. It's going to be a tremendous world. Um, look, I think the next imperative, of course, is let's say we have the best tools, right? Here we are as software developers, we have the best tools. Then it's time to change the world. That is, build your own AI applications. So that's the real... Uh, you know, I would say the exciting part of this platform shift. Now, to do that, one of the things we are doing is taking effectively the stack we have used underneath GitHub Copilot, Microsoft 365 Copilot, underneath ChatGPT, and making it available to all of you, right? Every layer of it, starting right at the infrastructure. Uh, we're building out the data center footprint. As I said, what is a data center region or an Azure region today, especially with what's happening with sort of the AI accelerators, is unlike anything I've seen. Uh, everything from the power draw to the HVAC system to the liquid cooling uh, is going to really change the landscape. And the other exciting, exciting thing for us is to sort of really have that sort of spread around the world. In, in, the, in India, we now have four regions, or we have three regions forthcoming, uh, and we'll keep expanding uh, so that you have the compute resources you need. Uh, and I'm excited to see sort of new innovative startups right here in India. In fact, I had a chance to meet uh, uh, with the founders, Pratyush and Vivek from uh, uh, Saravam AI, and um, uh, of course, uh, Pratyush worked at MSR in India. Uh, before and we're excited to support them building out their, uh, you know, uh, LLM, which is trained on all the Indic languages. In fact, I, I, the, the demo they showed me is tremendous. It's kind of like taking that voice mode that you have today in ChatGPT and making it available effectively for any application developer uh, to be able to have as the front end for their uh, application in India with all of the Indic languages is fantastic to see. And one of the and they have unbelievable scenarios that they're building out. I mean, you can imagine, right? So you can take something like GPT-4, you can daisy chain it with Saravam, and then create these types of applications, uh, which can have fantastic impact uh, in any Indian language and the mix of Indian languages. Um, you know, the other area of model development that I'm very excited about is not just about human text or human modalities, uh, but also trying to learn the language of nature. Uh, because that's another ultimate dream, right? So if you're going to really tackle, say, one of the hard challenges in front of us, which is the energy transition, you have to take something like 250 years of development of, say, chemistry um, and compress it into 25 years. Uh, and that means you've got to really take what we've done with, let's say, HPCs and so on with simulation uh, and accelerate it. And an AI can absolutely play a massive, massive role. In fact, I think about this, right? If you sort of, sort of thought about HPCs as simulation layer, um, and in fact, quantum ultimately will be the accelerant to that simulation layer, think of the AI layer as the emulation layer of that simulation, right? So think of it as reducing the search space, helping us, let's say, find a de novo uh, molecule uh, for material science. Uh, and 
one, one of the things that we are very excited about is, say, something like MatterGen, which is uh, a new model that we have, which we used in order to develop some new materials. In fact, we round-tripped this. We worked with one of the national labs in the United States, came up with a set of molecules, uh, fabricated a new battery, which reduced the lithium content by 70%. All right? so, that, so it's absolutely possible for the next startup in India that goes after uh, batteries uh, for, let's say, EVs or what have you, to come up with new material science, essentially, to change uh, what the assumptions are. Uh, and I think that if you think about the hierarchy, starting from cells to, to, to materials all the way to biology, biology being the hardest, we can start making real breakthroughs with some of the same models that we have used for language. Uh, of course, we will also have different model architectures. One of the other models architectures is, you know, why should we not give some inductive bias to these models? So, for example, a graph former has a graph that has knowledge and a transformer bolted on. And so those, you know, that's the thing that we're using for a lot of the biology stuff. So I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of model innovation. Uh, and all of these will be available to you like any, you know, uh, large language model as well. And so science, and in fact, I know in India now we have sort of some of the core tech companies that are coming up in all of these fields, and so it'll be exciting to see what all you can do uh, in accelerating uh, science. Of course, when you think about the stack, the data layer, right, with models is fantastic. You have the infrastructure, you have the models, uh, but the next layer is data. Uh, everything about the data layer has to be rethought, where there is not only the traditional stuff, right? You run SQL queries, you can run Spark, uh, but you're also going to run these large language models on top of that same data. So that means thinking about whether it's a vector indices or what have you built into your databases. That's what we've done, whether it's in Postgres, whether it's in SQL or in Cosmos DB. Uh, we have Azure Search, which is what is, in fact, the retrieval inside of chat GPT is powered by Azure Search. Uh, so all of these are, again, Azure services that you can use inside of your applications whenever you need an embedded vector space. Uh, so that's sort of one side of it. The other thing that I'm very excited about is fabric, right? One of the ideas we always had was how do we change or disaggregate what is considered a database today? So there is the one lake storage system. There is a computational system, which, by the way, you can have SQL, Spark, or Azure OpenAI. All three are just compute jobs. Uh, and then you have a business model. As a developer building an application, I can sort of you know, mix-match whatever compute on top of all of this on one reserved instance, if you will. Uh, and so I think this is going to have a profound impact on how we think about even the data layer in conjunction uh, with the rest of the application. So that's another one. And of course, the, the next up is the tool chain. Uh, as I said, we are a developer company, we are a tools company, and we are building out the tools, whether it's GitHub, VS Code on one side, whether it's the low-code, no-code tools with Power Platform, bringing it all together uh, with Azure OpenAI, or Azure AI as a tool chain, uh, which has access to all these models, uh, and AI ops being built in, and so on. So it's definitely the tool chain focus is a big, big deal for us, and you have now the access to it. And, you know, it is fantastic. I had a chance to meet uh, a bunch of developers who went through, 100,000 of them who went through this uh, uh, Odyssey initiative. So congratulations. <laughs> it's great to see all of you picking up new skills uh, because that's the currency today of being able to take 
uh, what your AI skills and then convert it into projects that you're doing, uh, whether it's in school, whether it's at work, uh, whether it's in a nonprofit. I think that's the impact uh, that I'm really looking forward to seeing in the years to come.